Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. The 2-2 swing and a miss strike three. The Pirates threaten, but Arietta strikes out Tyler Anderson to end the inning. Pirates leave the maximum. We go to the third. Well, that was the thing. That was Jake Arietta doing sort of Jake Arietta stuff and then rebounding to be Jake Arietta from 2015-2016. So that's what he did, and he got through it, and he was, um, I think he enhanced his reputation on that pitching staff, and uh, if that's possible, because he just looks so, he looks so big, He's so, he looks so Arietta. There's such an Arietta-ness about him, whatever he does. I'm Steve Rosen. He's Mark Grody. Welcome back. Yes, what? Huh? He, he wasn't, uh, he, and I know we got a guest coming, but he wasn't particularly dominant, Steve. I mean, that was, it but, was hard. It was a hard was. six, man. But then he was. He didn't give up. I mean, it was a weird, it was a weird kind of thing. And we have, we're lucky enough to have our own Jake Arietta reporter. We got the pregame rundown <laughs> last week from Megan Montemoreau of the East Tribune because she followed him in. Philadelphia, and I followed him to report on him over here at the Cubs for the Tribune, and she joins us now on the Score Hotline, brought to you by Alpamani Nissan, Alpamani Nissan in Melrose Park on North Avenue or apnissan.com. Megan, thanks for coming back on. So now, recap Jake Arrieta for us. What was that, and was it with, with the soft contact, but then no control, and it's sort of like it was all over the snow globe with him. Yeah, I think the biggest thing for him was that, you know, he got through those six innings despite not having good stuff. I mean, he basically said after the game that it was pretty much a battle the entire day and, you know, he didn't have his his best stuff with his pitches. And, you know, when that happens, you have to find a way to get through it. And I think that's the value in having, like, someone like him on the staff. You know, he's a veteran. He, you know, these past couple years in Philadelphia, he had to find ways to be successful, even if you know, things weren't going his way, whether it was health-related or performance-related. And so there is value having that kind of experience on the staff. And I think you saw that on um, Thursday with his start that, you know, even though he wasn't his best, he still put the team in position to win. And ultimately, you know, the offense did enough. And obviously Craig Kimbrell uh, stepped up big there too. And, you know, those are the kind of games you have to win if you're the Cubs. Yeah, it's pretty incredible that, that was, I would never have guessed that that was Craig Kimbrell's first five-out save. And 
he did it well. I mean, he comes in and he cleans up a, a bases loaded situation to to strike out Duster Fowler and uh, Wilmer Defoe. So and then a one two three ninth inning. He's been spectacular. Why has Craig Kimbrell been so good so far this year? Yeah, I think the biggest thing is you know I know there were some worries in spring when when he was kind of looking like the old version at times, but you know he really has got his fastball ironed out and that's such obviously a huge pitch for him as a guy who only throws two pitches you know if you don't have your fastball working you know that puts a lot of stress on his curveball but he's been able to consistently elevate that pitch Um, I was looking at his heat map the other day and he is consistently hitting it up in the zone Um, he's going outside and lower in on righties um, and pounding it inside against lefties and and that combination is just so hard for hitters and then you have his curveball um, which he's been throwing the most of his career pretty much um, to open the season. He's almost he's at like a 55-45 split. Um, so, you know, throwing the secondary pitch, you know, 45% of the time is keeping other hitters honest. Um, they can't sit on fastball even if, I mean, if they know it's coming, the way he's been able to elevate it and, and command it um, has made it tough on hitters anyways. But, you know, I think it's pretty remarkable going back to uh, the beginning of last September, um, you know, he hasn't walked a batter in that span and he struck out 22 hitters in that stretch. Um, so, I mean, he, he's really on a roll right now. And I think you see how much better that bullpen is when, you know, David Roth has a guy like that, that can be the anchor at the end. It can come in in the eighth inning if needed and get him out of a jam. And it really just changes the whole dynamic they have. Our guest is Megan Montemuro of the Chicago Tribune. She covers the Cubs. We're talking Cubs baseball here on the score. Megan, I, I, we've heard, I guess it depends your point of view, your slant, whether you want to call them excuses for the Cubs sucking on offense or reasons for the su- Cubs sucking on offense. And Javi Baez's lack of video last year and whatever else they want to offer, how, do you, how are you balancing that, determining what sounds like an excuse or what's a reason and what should Cub fans think of an offense they've seen, they've heard called broken and has seen this team regress year after year, both in offense and ability to win the World Series? What are you, how are you balancing that? I think one of the main things that's so hard from last year, um, good or bad, to really gauge what 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 is accurate for players you know hitters or pitchers it was such a small sample size it was such a weird season between you know spring training getting put on pause and then the layoff for three months and then you had that kind of quick ramp up to the start of the season I think it makes it really challenging to see what is real and what wasn't from that year until you kind of have a bigger sample size from this year so in terms of when you look at you know the Cubs offense I, I don't think we really know what they are yet. And I understand why Cubs fans would be frustrated because obviously the offensive issues extend beyond the 2020 season. It goes back further than that. Um, but, you know, I, I think you're seeing glimpses of, you know, what some guys can do. You know, if I'm a Cubs fan, I would be really encouraged by, you know, what Chris Bryant has done so far to start the season. Um, you know, his approach has been really good. He's hitting extra bases. He's drawing walks. It's definitely the kind of stuff that, you would expect to see from him. And so I think in, in, in that situation right there, that's something that, you know, maybe that jump starts the rest of the offense when you have one of your key guys, you know, locked in. Um, so it'll be interesting to see kind of over the next week or two, you know, what they're, what this offense looks like coming off the road trip. 
Um, I definitely think they have to take advantage of playing, you know, the Pirates. They're clearly one of the worst teams in baseball. And so if you're the Cubs, you need to beat up on these teams and really kind of, you know, get your rhythm off of, off of playing teams of this caliber. Yeah, I mean, and his, hell, especially today, they go up against a guy, Mitch Keller, who in his first outing threw a 31-pitch first inning, the Cubs came out. It, it clearly there was a game plan in that there on the Thursday game by David Ross come out and swing the damn bats. And I would expect Megan that there'll be more of that today, right? Yeah, and I think too, um, if you're looking for something that the offense you know has been building on, I mean they're, they're they've been you know forcing pitchers you know for the most part to throw a lot of pitches, even if they're not eventually cashing in with hits, you know, they're, they're, it seems like their approach generally has been pretty good through the first week of the season. So, you know, from their perspective, if you stick with that, eventually you have to believe those hits are going to come. And I think it would be more concerning if, you know, you saw that, you know, the Cubs are among the bottom in terms of how many pitch, pitches they're seeing per plate appearances, but especially that top half of the lineup, you know, they've been pretty good in forcing pitchers to, to make them work to get them out. So, um, it'll be interesting to see if, if they, you know, continue that approach. And, you know, Mitch Keller was a guy who struggled um, to locate the last time he faced the Cubs. So it'll be interesting to see if they, if they use that um, approach and are trying to try, try to be more patient or, as you said, if, if they really go out there and try and, and attack and be aggressive. Our guest is Megan Montemoreau. She covers the Cubs for the Tribune. That's what we're discussing here on The Score. Steve Rosenblum, Mark Grody with you. So I happen to be this person who holds his breath every time Zach Davies goes to the mound for the Cubs because I just don't know. I just don't trust it. I just think, oh, my goodness, he's going to be found out even by a minor league team like the Pirates. And I don't know if that's fair or not. What would you say? I mean, I don't think he would be at this point in his career. I mean, you know, obviously he's been on a couple of different teams, but he he generally has had, um, you know, pretty good big league success and I don't think you could have that if, if you weren't good and I think I think part of it what is difficult in watching him is you see his stuff and you're like okay he's throwing 87 how is this guy getting getting big league hitters out but you know he's really good at, at commanding his stuff um you know he when he is healthy and on I mean he can throw he he has a he's thrown almost 200 innings in a season one time in his career um, you know, he's generally been a pretty reliable pitcher, which is maybe hard to believe watching him work, but there are certainly similarities between him and Kyle Hendricks in, in the sense of, you know, he really relies on his command to be successful. And obviously if, if he has a start where that's not working, then yeah, it could be a rough day for him. But generally speaking, I mean, he's been a pretty reliable starter over his career. I mean, he, he had other, he has only had one season in his seven big league, uh, years in the majors where he's had an ERA over four. So he's generally a starter you can rely on. Um, so it'll be interesting to see if he can kind of continue to build off what, what he showed in spring training when he was really locked in and pitching pretty well. Um, and then through the first start and then into today in Pittsburgh. Yeah. I mean, the, the, his first start was pretty good. Five and two thirds, two runs on, on four hits. And, you know, I was, I was not worried about Kyle Hendricks, you know, from one start to the next, a dud in the opener. And then his last start was, was very Kyle Hendricks esque. But what, what did he say about what the difference was between the two starts? Usually Hendricks has some pretty good insight as to what went wrong and why things went better from start to start. 
Well, I mean, I think the biggest thing after that first start was, you know, I know both teams were playing in those conditions, but clearly for, for a guy like Hendricks, you know, it, it is going to be tough to execute his pitches in, in that kind of weather. I mean, it was, it was super cold. Um, it was windy. You know, those, those aren't good um, for, for pitchers that are really relying on feel and, and that's obviously right up Hendricks alley. So I think just the normal circumstances, um, you know, working between starts, um, working on his cues and, you know, making sure that mechanically he's where he needs to be. And I don't think anybody, as you said, is surprised that he was able to bounce back. You're really not going to see too many starts like he had opening day. So, you know, I think it's good that it kind of just showed that, you know, it looks like that was just an opening day one-off and, you know, he's back you know, he's back being locked in and, and being the kind of pitcher they need him to be. We thank you for joining us, Megan. But before we let you go, we are asking you this question. We were discussing this last segment. After what the Dodgers did on ring night, on ring day, where they had had each player to accept his ring after an introduction by their boyhood idol. Mm-hmm. And and I just thought that was a spectacular idea and, and so well done by the Dodgers. So, should you have been a World Series winner with the Cubs, say, and you had a chance to choose someone to introduce you on a video board and virtually however it was going to be done to accept your World Series ring, Megan Montemoro, who would you choose to be that presenter? I mean, this I think this feels pretty obvious, but as someone who was a kid in the 90s and loved basketball growing up and, you know, war number 23 playing basketball. I mean, I would have to go with Michael Jordan. I don't know if, if anything would be cooler than that, you know, a, a, a world champion, obviously himself to, to introduce you to win, to receive your own ring. I mean, that would be, that would be pretty cool. Okay. That's, that's great. I thought you were going to go with uh, Augie Ojeda, but I think that's a, <laughs> that's a very respectable choice you made. Megan, thanks Amen. for joining us. <laughs> Thank you for joining us, Megan. Yeah, thanks for having me. All right. Bye. Megan Montemoreau of the Tribune covers the Cubs, as we're discussing here. We're going to take a break, and then we will discuss, well, I don't know what we'll discuss, but I do know that what Mark heard will be our next segment, and it covers, it has covered anything, everything, and led us to all sorts of sane and insane places so i would expect more of the same mark can i do i is my confidence going to be yeah call from mom answer it call silenced instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game that's why they make ordering from your couch easy stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other 
other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odysseypodcast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash odysseypodcast now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash odysseypodcast. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. It's time for What Mark Heard on Saturday Suckage with Mark Grody and Steve Rosenblum. Boy, everyone is stupid except me. Well, you just have to look at our text line. As I like this suggestion, though, Mark. We're asking, we're just asking people who they would introduce, who would they have present them at a ring ceremony? Three one two texter. I'd want Lee Ilya and have him say my effing ass. <laughs> there you go. All right, this like is it. what Mark heard. Our near award-winning segment. So, Mark, what did you heard? this week well zach levine scored 50 points last night so we're getting right up to the minute audio on things that i have heard what did zach levine think about scoring 50 but the bulls lose the game last night to the team that they played against this is a great opportunity you know we've been playing really good you know we played a really really good half just sucks, man, when you you know you have a, a, a opportunity like that to win. So you know, obviously, I'd much rather take the win right now. Uh, sucking. They played against Atlanta, and I thought it was important that we heard the word "sucks" on Saturday suckage from yeah. Zach Levine. So I guess he said the right thing that 50 points is pretty shallow if your team doesn't win. I mean, it's really bad if your team doesn't win, especially at Atlanta. Yes, that's and you got Trey Young all over. Actually, you got Gallinari. I mean, Lowry Markinen could not have been pantsed any worse. The Gallinari was just a, a force. When that was a game where you would have expected Markinen to, to okay, it's not just Zach. It can't be just Zach, but it is going to be just Zach and some Vucevic and and I, I know that there's going to be there's temptation to look back on this. Oh. This is the Michael Jordan thing where everybody stands around and just watches what he does as he scores 25 straight points. But there were opportunities, and if nothing else, you're allowed to play defense. Someone should tell Markin in that. Yeah, and it was, it looked like a very real point scoring flurry that he was on. And I say real because the Bulls got their biggest lead while Levine was doing that. So it wasn't like at, you know, wasn't the, 
the classic hollow point scoring that sometimes mm-hmm. Levine had been accused of in the past. And then even, and, and a magical thing that happens, too, when you're that open, or excuse me, when you're that hot driving to the basket or shooting from the outside, you are going to find guys wide open. And it seemed to me that Zach Levine was going out of his way. Even when he was in, like, heat check territory, he was passing the ball because he's like, oh, this is cool. I can do this now, too, because we're about winning. So... I, I see like this this new player, a guy who maybe in the first half trying to make the all-star team, he was all about scoring 50 points, but now he's all about winning. And I don't know if you caught this last night during the game too, Steve, but I thought it was cool that Zach Levine had the dry erase board out during the timeout, and he was showing like Vucevic some things and some of the other guys like, hey, this is where I'm going to get you the basketball. Hey, you'll be open when I do this. And then the like very real communication that was going on between those two. So I thought that that was like everything was like shaping up as like an excellent template game. And then it all went bad. Yes, it did. I, I, I think that that shows the, the, the student that. Levine is, and I and I do believe he he does want to win. I do believe he trade all that, even though he made sure he he knew that everybody or everybody he made sure everybody knew that he knew he had every number in the 40s, and now he had a new level to get to, and that was it last <laughs> night when he got 50. But but I do think that there's there's that's the the foundation for it, and you know I guess I'll, I'll believe that until shown otherwise, and I. I he just needed some help. He needed he mean he can't have Lowry Markin and Kobe White doing what they did and being such liabilities. All right, let's move on here to another guy that we talked about earlier in the show, and that is Irmin Mercedes. He was on the radio station. He was on the Dan excuse me, the I just can't I have to start writing this show down. Let's just say the Danny Parkins Matt Spiegel show. He was on that show. Our afternoon show, and <laughs> and this is the, the question. It, it actually the question is attached to it, but it's a question that I'm s- still asking, and I don't know if I have an answer to. But we'll see if Mercedes has the answer to this key question. Why do you think it took this long for you to make your de- uh, big league debut? I mean, for real, I didn't know. Maybe. Um, my other team don't don't give me the opportunity, but um, I just keep grinding, keep working hard because um, I thought um, one day I'll be here in the majors, but uh, it's too long because I thought uh, um, my other teams that not give it the, the opportunity, uh, they give it to me, but. Uh, it doesn't matter because I never give up. Um, just keeping working. Um, right now I'm here in the majors. Well, and and even the White Sox have, to some degree, gotten lucky that th- that they are the team being credited with this. Because as Scott Merkin correctly pointed out earlier, he's probably not on this roster if the Sox don't have the injury issues that they have. So all the praise being heaped on the White Sox is a little shallow to me because even the White Sox had really overlooked what might be something um, surprising. And this is a serious question for you, Steve. Do you think that part of the reason is, very simply, is body type? that he hasn't had the the opportunity because he is a a large man who appears to be, well, out of shape. Do you think that that's what it is? 
Yes, yes, I do. Yeah. And I, and I think there's two things there is is the body the body type which is I mean, remember Hector Villanueva? Yeah. Right? That's yeah. okay, so there's a lot seems like a more outsized version of that size. Plus, what's your investment? And I think that has a lot to do with the way teams look at players, evaluate them, what can they become, what's our investment so far. And that was minimal compared to other players they had invested in. And age had something to do with it as well. Yeah. It's not the 28's old, but it's old compared to the 23-year-olds they got, 24-year-olds that they're looking at. And, and you know, with, with, with Scott's point that without Eloy's injury, the Yerminator doesn't get to unite Yermination. But also, uh-huh. we're finding out more about that Vaughn kid, aren't we? Yeah. We're when, and Tony LaRusso was on with Bruce Levine and David Haw earlier this morning on Inside the Clubhouse. Oh. He made he and during the, that interview he talked about how Andrew Vaughn right now, playing left field out of you know, out of nowhere really, is already above average fielder. And he's gonna get better because he wants to work at it. They've taken an athlete and somebody with a with a sense of determination and they put him in that situation and Larusa talked him up the way Larusa talked up other players that he has worked with, that he has seen. Skip Schumacher was one of them. We're going to make an outfielder a second baseman, but he wanted to make it work, and that's the way it is. So this is really an opportunity for two play, two players, two spots that you're getting. The Sox are getting to see what might be, and that can only lead to more flexibility. But to your original point, I do think, don't you think his size, the way he looked, that had worked against him at, at every level, even though he had a 1.4, whatever, a one over well over 1,400 um, OPS plus with the White Sands Pupfish. We've been trying to get in touch with the White Sands Pupfish, by the way, but mm, we've not had good. any success. But the, but he's he's had that swing, and in a league that's all about offense, you'd think that would be an attractive thing at some point before this, before something, an accident necessitated his being put in this position. Don't you look at the yeah. body and go, yeah, that's why he was held back. Yeah, I mean, and, and there are, like, I can give you a, a, a modern-day comp right now, another guy who is, how about Daniel Vogelback? That dude, yeah. massive. Um, Pablo Sandoval, the panda, the big boy. You know what I mean? Like, and there's, what about and I Prince get Fielder? it. Prince Fielder, woo! Great big fat. Boy. Well, there was yeah, but Prince Fielder had the he, the, he had the legacy thing working yes. for him too. And he was a I first mean, round was, pick. Yeah, and and a lot of the guys were were you know Daniel Vogelbach was what a first baseman and and every first base is pretty well taken, um, and and that's part of the yeah. problem. Uh, your mean Mercedes was the the body type and what the team in it had invested in him was I, I think two big components of why he why he moved around but credit is his sticking with it yeah no doubt about it all right let's move on to the one and only hawk harrelson the hawk was on the score with oh. mullen hall and um i this is for levity and fun and a, a question that has not been answered 
take a listen to Hawk Harrelson with Molly and Haw. It doesn't take a Rolls Royce long to get warm. And, and, and that's what Tony is. He's a, he's a Rolls Royce of managers. There's no doubt about it. You know, he's only been fired one time, uh, you know, in his career. And you're talking to the <laughs> fired, you know. So, oh, boy. Uh, but I didn't fire him because he was a bad manager. There was some, some other reason. But uh, Tony and I both will take that reason to the grave with us. Ooh. And oh, you're what? talking to the part. So, I, I guess I never like I knew that everybody knows by now that Hawk Harrelson it fired Tony Larusa. The Hawk Harrelson was a general manager, and we all know that that certainly looks like a mistake. But I never knew that there was some apparent sounds like personal reason that Tony Larusa was canned. I, I've not heard. I don't. I don't know. Um, I've not looked, uh, talked, this, not gone fishing for that. Uh, but you're right. I hadn't realized it was. I just thought, oh, they're playing bad. We got to do this. We got to. Right. Um, we got to make this move. And Hawk goes to Chairman Reinsdorf, and the chairman says, "Well, I have to let my GM be the GM, and he's got to do what he's got to do. And then I, that's the only way I can evaluate him. So that's the way." that management set was set up. So I, I, I don't know. Well, it's good hearing okay. Hawk though. That was really, yeah. I was like, I got to find a Hawk cut just because when yeah. Hawk's on, you got to listen to Hawk. You're going to get a swear yeah. word. You're going to get, you're going to get a little hate over the modern game. He's not, do you, by the way, he said that, and this is no surprise. And I know a lot of people who agree with Hawk. He hates the three batter rule for the bullpen. I love the three batter rule. I love the challenge that it creates for the manager in terms of having to think ahead and then just kind of letting a, a reliever walk that tightrope. I love it. Do you like that or no? No, I don't. I just think uh, that and the idea that they're going to end the minor leagues and it may come to the major leagues banning the shift. I think what you've done is you've legislated against um, good analysis. You've legislated against brains. A, 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 a shift shows a, a bit of, um, it shows the, the wisdom of how you interpret the data and it gives your team a chance to win. And now you're legislating against smart teams. So you're making the bottom teams better you're dragging them up by by the way the old reverend watkins cut on the on the score used to be the cubs don't need to get better everybody else just needs to get worse (laughs) so they're trying to make good teams and smart teams worse and dumber i think that's horrible and three that baseball doesn't realize the problem's intrinsic it cannot get away from its problem having limiting relievers into a game does nothing it will it will help nothing. It will it will not speed up the game. It's not the pace of play. It's the action in the play, and there's a lack of action because it's been the data provides information and proof and that it's you got to swing for the fences. Home runs are it, and three true outcomes are it. Work a pitching staff and get to the bullpen in the fifth inning, and all those things are true. Baseball can't. This this is stupid stupid rule the three reliever rule is a three batter rule for a reliever I think it's just stupid because it's not going to solve anything. 
Well, guess what, Steve? You and I are going to have to agree to disagree. Agree, okay. agree to disagree. That's what's happened right here. Yep. All right. We have to take a break. We'll come back with more of what Mark heard. And to a texter, now maybe somebody can help me here because I, I thought, indeed, like the 224 texter says, the White Sands Pupfish, one of the many stops for a year mean Mercedes, folded in 2019. Perhaps they ha- <laughs> Perhaps that's why they haven't gotten back to you. Hashtag suckage. And yet on the right? white sand, well, yeah, but on the white sands pupfish, uh, sucking. On the white sands pupfish website, there was a 2021 schedule that included them taking on a team from Tucson and and Roswell. So any place that they set off, uh, they practice setting off a bombs and H bombs, and any place that aliens might have landed apparently are in this mountain division, this mountain league, South Division, whatever it is. There was a 2021 schedule featuring the pupfish that I saw online, so I wanted to to pursue that. Maybe you're right. Maybe I'm living in an alternate universe. But again, the WB club, the WB club is certainly. <laughs> in evidence if they folded in 2019 that's suckage in the wb club well you i'm gonna blame you and trash panda because you guys were talking about that in the email thread were you not yeah yeah well trash panda is still a better nickname than um pupfish i know what a pupfish is now i looked that up but trash panda is better and we got if we get to it in wagner next hour after we talk to hub at the top of the hour there's there seems to be a challenger for the love of Trash Panda as a name and as a logo and as an image for a team. But that's for another segment right now. Right now, we need to get to a break and then come back with more of what Mark heard. Saturday Suckage, here on The Score. And big come on. For the past 15 minutes now, you've been droning on about names. Toby, 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 Toby Wong. Toby Wong, Toby Wong. Toby Chung, Charlie Chan. Uh, it's not me. I'm I'm here and not there and yeah. <laughs> Toby, who the is Toby? I thought we were doing what Mark heard, but apparently we we have a phone call. Is that right, Trash Panda? We do. Hey, can you guys guess who it is? Uh, I'm, I just say, as we go to the score listener line powered by BetQL, bet smarter and beat the books, download the BetQL app today or visit the BetQL doc or visit BetQL.com. I would bet it's Toby. Hey guys, Bill, first time, long time. You're right. I'll hang up and listen for my answer. <laughs> Listen to all that energy, man. Yeah, what are you doing with all that energy? Good shot of Sativa, right? How's it going? Yeah, exactly. How did how hey, okay, man. with for the WB club, how did no one guess Corey Blunt? Oh man, that's so good. <laughs> that's Did so anyone good. even text in? That's my guess. No, nobody even texted that in. We were just well, going to get over see, the Jack Haley text for that. That's why you need me. Yep. We do, and now and now we have you. So, what's on your hey, mind? Hey, I had Toby? somebody tweet me the other. I had somebody tweet me the other day, thinking that like I really was, since we do the wake and bake thing, that somehow I really was an expert in in these kinds of things. <laughs> when in fact I'm kind of a fraud. But he's when one goes to a dispensary, 
Is there a yeah. vape or a pen or a weed that one can get that you get the high, but you're not as hungry? Hmm. Um, I think that's kind of a personal thing. Like if weed makes you hungry, I think it just makes you hungry. So okay. I, so I you, there's nothing to do about so. that. It is. It is what it is. I think it's a personal thing. Yeah, I think that's like a biological thing. That's okay. why the Girl Scouts always set up a table in front of a dispensary and sell you Girl right. Scout cookies. And Genius. Famously, yeah. <laughs> I never thought of that. that. Wow. Sure, they've done that. That's what you do. That's a smart, enterprising youth of America. That's that's the yeah. way it works. And these challenging times. Hey, you know what I like about what Mark heard? Tell us. Yeah. What? Toby, you're well, our, you're our Mark, audience well, today. Well, you're hijacking my segment, so I, you better <laughs> like it. In in honor, uh, well, Mark Mark hears a lot, and then he tells me what he heard, and then you know what I do sometimes? I tell people I heard that stuff. Oh, see, so That's you plagiarize Mark's thoughts. You hijack. Yeah, you're okay. not just hijacking his, his segment. You're hijacking his, his thoughts, claiming his heard. it as your own. Hey, does what Mark heard have anything to do with the herd immunity? I always wondered that too. I'm, I'm 100%. Pretty... Yep. Yeah. That okay. is it. It's about herd immunity. Have you guys okay. all gotten your shots while we're talking about this? Let's talk about shots. How yeah. we doing? Newly. Guys? Newly. Uh, really? Um, newly. Yes. Since you the last time we talked. Yeah. All right. I got, I got, I got the, the one shot. shot deal. I got the one. Oh, shot you got deal. the one shot. Oh. Johnson yeah. and I don't Johnson. know if I can say okay. how it was. Literally. <laughs> you can. Were you were you saying? Can I afterwards? say just a little prick? <laughs> yeah, that's that's a way to describe the that's job okay. they give you. Yeah, yeah it was just a little prick. Yep, that's it. That's it. And, uh, they, <laughs> hey, that's I. As if you Steve. were. Yeah, I I indeed got jabbed a second time. We we're well past that 14-day incubation inoculation yep. period, and so as I would feel as vaccinated as inoculated as I could be, I celebrated that following Friday with um, had pizza with um with brandon and emily and we Aww. did the yeah because i wasn't going to do that We'd, we spent many months i said we could lose our jewish card but we're not doing food when we get together we're just going <laughs> to see each other with masks on and then finally we could do, we could do food so we did how'd you it. feel how'd you feel after the second shot i'm asking this because i'm getting my second shot at the end of the month and i want to know if i'm gonna be uh, sick the only reaction i had was feeling a lot of fatigue and I couldn't tell if it was a re the response to the shot or what they injected in me or simply a relief from the stress that had all built up. And now it was right. The second one was finally done. So I don't know what, what did you feel the second time, Toby? Or you only uh, well, did it once. The, yeah. Sorry. The Okay. So the next day, I, cause I pretty much just went home and went to sleep. And then the next day I was achy and I had one real quick uh, wave of nausea and Aww. that was about it. That was about it. But fortunately um, okay. there's, there's various strains that are able to get you through those many side effects. Actually, yes. Honestly, the nausea, that is what helped for sure. And then, it, but then it was done and I didn't come back. So. See? Yeah. Wake and Bake Club is here for you that we we we're all Absolutely. sorts of we're all sorts of medically sound thoughts and practices. That's what we do. Yeah, I have a um 
I have a Jeopardy question for you guys. Do you guys watch Jeopardy? What is that? Not yes. when Aaron Rodgers is hosting. Oh, yeah, I know, answer. I know. It was a great it's, answer. Uh, that was tremendous. Oh, I liked that, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah so you've seen, uh, you've seen before and after, right? What? Before and the after category, the category. Before and after. Oh, oh, I thought you'd like a movie. Like have you seen so before it's, and after uh, the movie. You know, the first, the first half and second half. If you don't get it, it's not going to work. But yeah, <laughs> so it's a uh, Cubs reliever that is also a score trash panda. This is a trivia question? <laughs> yes. Wait, well, a score reliever that's also overlap. a... So it's it's an overlap. So the first name is... Oh, so a Terry Adams The last name. Yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> See, there you go. I'll take end of segment for 500, Alex. Way to kill a <laughs> segment, Toby. <laughs> I'll take. Okay. Try All to right. help. Well, I yeah, appreciate awesome, you auditioning Toby. for Jeopardy on our show. Uh, and I yeah. will, I, you can hope you can go back to the podcast, get it and snip it and send it along to the producers. And they'll see whether oh. they want to choose you. A regular yeah. on the Wake and Bay Club. I get a I get a bounce back or that when I do that. Quarterback for the Green Bay Packers. So you let us know how that turns yeah. out for you. Yeah, it's all right. <laughs> love you, Toby. Love you to death. Oh, love you guys. Thanks. Keep Toby. it up. Herd immunity. What yes, Mark heard. What Mark heard immunity. It. So we're gonna do that. <laughs> yes. There all you right. go. Carry on. Oh, Thanks, Toby. <clears throat> okay, Mark. Are we carrying on here? I, I guess I we we have right. <laughs> there has to be hey real quick so I, I, so since you guys are going to be vaccinated and Steve is vaccinated now how come number one your your lazy butt isn't in the studio right now I mean that's just unacceptable just, because because you can come in now right I don't know what we're allowed to do I don't know what that building is you're still you're still at risk all the vaccine does is prevent the worst kind of the worst reaction to this to this if you Death. catch it you can still catch the virus well i've been reading it will that, just prevent there, you from the, dying i've been reading the more more research and they're saying it's actually also pretty effective at at not um it's not a hundred percent but it's it's actually proven to be affected effective at preventing you know getting the virus well i'm pretty effective by not coming into the studio so I think it's pretty effective plus, that way. Yeah, you know, and plus there's like this safety app you have to log on to now. That's what's kept me out. Like I came in once, but then now there's this this safety app I keep seeing on our, our company really? email. I'm like, I don't I don't wanna do all that. I'll just do the show for it. That takes five seconds. Well, guess it's what? Five I don't, seconds hey, will never get I don't have out. time, okay? I, I got a lot going on <laughs> in my life. Well, that would have been really great in the less voice. <laughs> voice. A, you know, a lot of people think that the shot is bogus. Actually, Les got the shot. Les, Les is inoculated. Good he for told me him. that yesterday. Yeah, had Les on. He he got he got the shot. I would have like I would have taken him for somebody who would have been like, yeah, Moderna is a fraud. I 
I'm loyal to Johnson and Johnson. Forget about the Moderna. Like he'd have a loyalty to Johnson and Johnson because it's a brand name, you know. But I, right. I've never heard of Moderna. People think that that's a shot. It's not going to. I repeat, it won't protect you. I love this from from our friend, uh, NBC Sports Chicago Bulls Bulls multiple platform personality Casey Johnson. Casey and his wife went to to their to their assigned slot and and they had signed up they were going to get the vaccine and he walks up and it was the one shot deal so he walks up to the podium or the whoever was at the the computer and says Johnson and Johnson here for Johnson and Johnson oh that's beautiful yep that's it all right we're going to take a break then and we're going to we're going to discuss the bears as painful as it is, we're not inoculated against whatever stupidity the Bears are going to <clears throat> to bring us. But Hub Arkish has has talked about, written about what Ryan Pace can do, has done in the draft, and why he doesn't think the Bears will suck the way some of us do. They doesn't have that fear. So we will talk with him about that after this. I'm Steve Rosenblum. He's Mark Grody, Saturday Suckage, Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. 